Hello Minksters, you may or may not have heard, but after show 47, this show, we will now only be available via our own feed once more. This was breaking news prior to recording this episode, so at the moment we are unable to give you any further details. To ensure you get to listen to our podcast from the next episode, show number 48, please ensure you search for us as the Miniminxes Disney Podcast, whether through iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher or any other podcast app you use. Hopefully the transition will be a smooth one and there will be more details on episode 48. But for now, the show must go on. You are listening to The Mini Minxes. It's a mischievous way to start your week. Disney Girl Power! Hello and welcome. I'm Michelle Tate Young, one of your hosts on The Mini Minxes Disney Podcast. Alas, the other part of our dynamic duo, the Abulian Kimmy, has gone and swammed off to Walt Disney World. So I've called upon my good friend, fellow Disney addict, and writer of the blog JP to MK, Jane Phipps, to come and join me. Hello, Jane. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Only saw you the other day, though, because Jane very kindly invited me to her family's annual Halloween bash, and we had such good fun, didn't we? We did indeed. So, on to today's show, and firstly, I'd like to start with the feedback with Show 46. And basically, wow, I am stunned. The episode got to number 89 in the iTunes podcast episode charts, which for a couple of old birds from Yorkshire, I don't think so bad. <laughs> Not that old, darling. <laughs> All right, couple of Yorkshire birds in their prime. Is that better? That's better, yeah. Okay. Um, lots of people retweeting our tweets on Twitter. And we've had a fair few new iTunes reviews, which all serve to help spreading the word of us minxes and encourage people to give our little old podcast a, a try, which is good because Kimster and I, you know, we only do this for a bit of fun when it's just a good laugh. So, thank you for show 46 feedback. Now on to show 47. And in this show, we have two cracking little features for you. The first feature is going to be a dining review with a minxy difference at Beaches and Cream. And the second one is I've set old Jane, I shouldn't really call you old Jane, I have set the lovely Jane a bit of a challenge. I have told her she has got an unlimited budget and she's going to be able to go to Walt Disney World for the weekend. Thanks, Michelle. I know, it was a bit of a fun challenge. I'm still waiting for the money, though, to be able to go and do it. One would like to pay for Jane's trip. Please email us. And we will be able to put that and book it for her. <laughs> Thanks. My pleasure. <laughs> um, so that's going to be a bit of an interesting one to see, once you do get an unlimited budget, what you'd actually be able to do. Ooh. Anyway, Jane. Yes, darling. Would you like to tell our listeners how they can contact the Mini Minxes? 
Of course I can. You can find us on Twitter at The Mini Minxes, or you can go onto the lovely Facebook and you can find us on there, again, at The Mini Minxes. Well, as we always do, we have got a fun-packed Kieran fact, and this one is going to lead us nicely into our first feature. So over to you, Kieran. Hi, this is Kieran, and I have some facts for you. Beaches and Cream Soda Shop. From 11am to 11pm, you can enjoy this casual dining experience. It is a step back in time to enjoy grills and sundaes whilst eating up the decor of this boardwalk-style ice cream parlour. It overlooks Stormalong Bay in the Beach Club Resort. Once inside, there's oldies on the Duke's box, booths, Cozy tables for smaller groups and the counter for guests to be seated and enjoy the, the food on offer. Can't wait! Takeout is available too. It's always a busy place and alas, doesn't take up reservations but looking at the menu, reading the reviews, this is one place that is surely worth the wait. So it's over to the Minxes for the for our menu discussion and audio play of the Pips family tackling the kitchen sink challenge. So beaches and cream. This is going to be our dining review, and it's taken us back a a couple of months into our summer. And luckily, at the same time, just by coincidence, Jane and her family were at Walt Disney World at a similar time to myself. And we thought, do you know what? How better way to spend a lovely sunny summer's afternoon having a little walk from Epcot over to the beach club and to have a lovely meal at Beaches and Cream. What a sunny day it was, Jane. I'm going to say, Michelle, I think your memory's lapsing somewhat. Because I don't remember there being any sun whatsoever that day. I remember being rather wet, to say the least. I think this was the worst weather I have ever seen in all my trips to Walt Disney World. I'd just got to halfway through Epcot, walk, walking through to World Showcase to go out to go out the side exit and go and walk that way to Beaches and Cream, and it started to rain. At one point, the rain got so deep, the walkways were flooded. Uh, it, was, it was horrendous, wasn't it? And at one point, you know, we could have quite easily needed a boat to sail along the walkways. It, <laughs> at some point, it wasn't just ankle deep, it was getting towards mid-calf level, wasn't it, love? It was at some points, it was getting a little bit ridiculous, to say the least. I have to say, it was our fault, because we went and played miniature golf on the morning, and whenever we play Fantasia Gardens, it always rains. So I think it was down to the Phipps family, I think we jinxed it that day, unfortunately. Well, we did a little bit of research about going to Beaches and Cream and we had heard going at the traditional meal times is a no-no because it's really busy, mm. you can't make reservations yeah. and it's it's a bit small inside. It's a lot smaller than I anticipated, isn't it? Very compact and bijou, I would say. Yes. <laughs> There's some booths down the side for bigger parties, so like four or five, six, seven, yeah. eight some tables with chairs in the middle and then you could sit on the counter. If I recall rightly, we went to go check in because there was a, a little station to check in. That's right. And we were told how long the wait was going to be. It was at least, was it 45 minutes or longer? I can't remember. 
It was 45 minutes to an hour. That's right, yeah. Stood in the rain at the beach club mm-hmm. and eek. Yeah. And you went and somehow or other, with your charm, you managed to get us in, didn't you? I did indeed. I, well, basically, the poor lady, I was so nice to her. And I think this is what you get sometimes, you know, is if you have a chat with people and you're nice and you're friendly, instead of being, I can't believe I've got to wait here 45... No, we don't do that. No. You know, and she said, well, if you don't mind sitting at the counter, um, we could fit you in a minute. And it was like, I can kiss your feet now, thank you. <laughs> so we goes inside, this nice music on the jukebox. Yeah. Having the counter seat was quite fun because we could see them preparing all the food, couldn't we? It was, actually. It was a cool place to sit, very cool. Reminded me very much of the ice cream bar I frequent at um, Harrods in London, which is a massive department store, and they have an ice cream parlour. And I always sit on the counter there, but I'll tell you something and I'll feed back when we have a discussion about the pricing. It's a tad more expensive at Harrods. Yes, I can imagine. Hmm. <laughs> so, we sat down, we were given the menu, mm-hmm. and basically we all chose something to drink. What what was your choice? I can't remember what you had now, lovey. Well, because we were so cold, because um, obviously we'd come in and we were soaking wet and then we're in an air-conditioned restaurant and it wasn't the warmest of places to sit at that point as we were kind of making puddles on the floor. Um, <laughs> Sam and I both went for coffee. So we just had regular coffee, which was really nice because typical, um, you know, American service, you get in your free refills all the time. So we had literally a constant flow of, of coffee, which was great. Um, I think the kids, my two kids, probably, um, they will, would have gone for a soda of some, some sort. I'm guessing they probably went for Coke because that tends to be the uh, the usual that they would go for. Did that come with refills? It did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which is standard, isn't it, in America? You know, everywhere has the, has the refills, which I think this country needs to get on board with. Much better if we got the free refills over here. Yeah, because you're looking at what three dollars for the for the soda, yeah. which in the UK you're looking at about two pound, which is comparable to what you'd pay for a, a pint of Coke in a pub. But that's it; you don't get any more. No, no. Whereas this, as soon as it starts to go down, the back there, do you want another one? They'll take it away and give you a fresh one, won't they? You know. It's yeah. Fantastic. Gather they did something special with the sodas as well. Yeah, you can get these top ups um, of different flavors to enhance your drink I suppose isn't it which I know for my two my kids love it when you go to drinks fountain and they love mixing up the drinks anyway um so the fact that here you can get your soda with either cherry vanilla raspberry or even chocolate syrup which doesn't appeal to me I have to say um but I think for the kids it's absolutely fantastic and for 50 cents no brainer really isn't it fantastic are there any alcoholic choices because I didn't look at that myself so I'm not sure no be fair i didn't really look at it because i think i just wanted the warm coffee at the time um, <laughs> but they do do the, the a, a limited choice of alcohol but it's basically it's your beer so you've got um your buddy bud light you've also got a bud light with lime um, and your heineken which are all priced around about the, the six seven dollars mark so standard That's sort of pricing bad. really no absolutely not bad at all really well i decided to opt for a tea i'm not a big coffee lover unless it's like a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) so i decided to go for tea and the lady brought me out this really big box and i could choose wanted Mm -hmm. um 
really good selection of fruits, herbal. I went for a nice Earl Grey, being a Brit. And <laughs> she brought me a lovely teapot, unlimited hot water. She thought it was a bit strange I wanted cold milk, but we get that a lot in America because yeah. I prefer to drink Earl Grey with a little bit of milk mm. and a little squirt of lemon, but that's me being quirky. <laughs> Drinks menu, nice and varied. Yeah. So... One thing before you go to Beaches and Cream, I think you need to think about is how hungry are you? What's the purpose of a visit? Mm. Are you going to go for an entree or are you just there for the ice cream? Jane and her family didn't order an entree and we'll explain more about that later. One in our group went for a bacon Angus beef burger and... The brilliant thing about this is because we were sat right opposite the grill, we watched them make it. Yeah. And it basically was your Angus burger patty with smoked bacon, blue cheese, barbecue sauce, onion rings, lettuce, tomato in a bun. You could choose fresh fruit. I don't know why you would want fresh fruit with a burger. It's like a heart attack on a plate and then you're (laughs) going to have fruit. It's not going to compensate. It's like ordering Diet Coke and having a big massive ice cream it just doesn't anyway it took about 10 minutes to cook all fresh to order and it was absolutely delicious yeah but apart from that we didn't have any other choices but the entree menu is quite varied um is there anything on the menu that you would perhaps choose for a future visit jane I think having looks at it, if if we were going for the entrees, I'm not a big, I have to say, I'm not a big burger fan personally. So I tend to go for chicken based stuff. So I probably would have picked the chicken Caesar sandwich. Um, a little bit healthy, I suppose, in some respects, because it's grilled. It's grilled herb chicken breast um, with your Caesar salad on top on a nice vacation roll, which does sound absolutely lovely. And then again, you get your choice of fresh fruit or French fries. I'm sorry, I'm in a in a diner. I'm going to have French fries again. <laughs> why would, what what is it with the fruit? You know, I'm being healthy and having grilled chicken. Let me have a bit of naughty and have the French fries with it. Too right, love. So that that would have been my choice had I had we been going for an entree. I've heard such rave reviews about the grilled cheese and tomato bisque. Basically, mm. it's um, six different cheese on a brioche bread and mm-hmm. it's served with the side serving of this tomato soup. Mm. That I've got to try next time. It sounds absolutely gorgeous. But the thing that attracted me to the menu is, as you say, you've got the chicken Caesar sandwich or you can have a chicken Caesar salad with yeah. chicken. There's a pot roast sandwich. There's a hot dog option. Yeah. If you're a vegetarian, there's a, a vegetarian falafel. Yeah. Which sounds quite interesting. Apart from olives, I don't like olives and I don't like hummus. What are you missing out on? I know, I'm bizarre. There's a plain Angus <laughs> burger. There's a yeah. Rachel sandwich, which basically is your pastrami, your rye, your sauerkraut, arugula cheese, peppercorn, Russian dressing, and me drool. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a classic turkey club. Yeah. That to me, wow. And then on top of that, you can have side servings of all sorts of things as well, can't you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's union rings, chilies, there's side salad, french fries. You know, it is actually quite a nice menu. There's not too much to choose from, but actually I quite like that. Um, But there's also something for everybody as well. I don't think anybody, you know, I know going in with a family of four, 
of our varying taste that we could have sat down there and there would have been something on that menu for everybody. And plus it's a nice balance between your meat eaters, your carnivores and your vegetarians. There's lots of things. There's a bit of everything for everyone. But some people might not want a meal. They might want a shake or a soda. Quite right. And it wouldn't be a diner without a wide choice of milkshakes and malts yeah in fact i'm just thinking actually i'm i'm, I'm wondering whether or not actually our kids went for the, the coke or root beer float or if they didn't i think they missed something there because i'm, I'm sure that would have been a favorite with our two to have had um the classic uh root beer float would have been uh, quite a way to go I, how can they drink root beer i don't know it's a teenager they got it to try it and it's like why don't I just put a straw in mouthwash? <laughs> Seriously. But I can't do floats either. Liquid and ice cream, I don't know, just doesn't work for me. I must admit, the ice cream soda with the uh, pineapple quite nice. Yes. Yeah, so you've got um, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, cherry or pineapple. A nice choice as well. Very choice. Let's go on to the uh, the main, main events, what most people go to beaches and creams for. So let's start with the Sundays. Right. What's grabbing your fancy on the menu there? Well, I have to say that the fudge mud slide grabbed my eye because I'm a bit of a brownie person. I do like my brownies. And this is a gooey, chewy brownie cooled with hot fudge, three scoops of vanilla ice cream and Oreo cookies, which I have to say Oreo cookies are one of my favourites. Um, whipped cream, because you've got to have whipped cream, and then chocolate syrup, and as every Sunday must come with, a cherry. It's obligatory. Absolutely. Unless you called Michelle. Well, yeah, but you're strange. I love cherries, but they didn't put a cherry on mine. (laughs) Maybe they thought you didn't look like a cherry person. I don't know. But which one did you have then, Michelle? I went for the Nowhere Jose. Uh Uh-huh. And basically, I love peanut butter. So, peanut butter, hot fudge delight, chocolate and vanilla ice cream, peanut butter, chocolate morsels, whipped cream and a cherry. See, it says it in the menu, but I didn't get it. Yeah. But I did mess around with the menu because I'm a bit of a weird one. I'm not a big lover of chocolate ice cream. So, I swapped in the chocolate ice cream and I had butter pecan. Oh, nice. Yeah, and for $8.49, which is what? Just over five quid? Yeah. It came in something that resembled a fishbowl to start with. Size, if I remember rightly, Michelle. It was huge. I'm so glad I didn't have an entree. You know, I'd only had breakfast that day and it was about half past three. Mm. So I'd walked quite a long way, built up an appetite. And as I said before, I am an ice creamaholic. And that was, it was just, oh. Yeah. People have told me that Nowhere Jose was something to try, so I had to do it, and I will be back. <laughs> well, if only to go and try the other the other Sundays, though, because, you know, you might want to vary off and try something different. Well, true. What about the banana split? Would you like to explain about that one? Banana splits, well, it's a classic one, isn't it, really, a banana split? So you have your banana, you've got three scoops of ice cream, so they give you vanilla, chocolate and strawberry, but I'm sure like you did, Michelle, if there was something in there that you didn't like, they're only too obliging to put something different in there for you. You've got pineapple, strawberry, marshmallow topping, and then you finished off with hot fudge, caramel, toasted almonds, wait for it, whipped cream, and guess what else you get on top? A cherry. Unless you called Michelle. Unless you called Michelle. So that's a classic sort of um, ice cream sundae, isn't it, really? Sounds absolutely delightful. 
It does. And in comparison, there's the banana split that I've had over at the plaza. Mm-hmm. That That is far and above a, a nicer banana split here at Beaches and Cream than the one at the plaza. Really? The one at the plaza, you don't get anywhere near that. I'm sorry. But then again, it is an ice cream shop, isn't it? So you'd expect True. it to be, you know, the top-notch sort of um, sort of thing, really. Um, I mean, you've also got a Milky Way Sunday as well, um, which this one is uh, three scoops of vanilla ice cream, hot fudge, caramel, whipped cream, and then dark and white chocolate shavings. And guess what else you get on top, Michelle? Don't tell me a cherry. A cherry, you do. Well, if you've not got a, a bigger appetite and you wanted something a bit smart, for you an old-fashioned sunday you can have two scoops and when they say two scoops listeners it's more like a garden trowel full <laughs> rather than a scoop you know you go to some places they give you two scoops of ice cream and it's like they've used a teaspoon <laughs> but it is a generous two scoops and you can choose from any of the following toppings marshmallow strawberry pineapple peanut butter hot fudge caramel the obligatory whipped cream toasted almonds and a cherry if you wanted three scoops and extra toppings, you can add to it as well. Six dollars. $6. It's good value, isn't it? Ridiculous, really, isn't it? Bob on, really. It's, it's, it's good stuff. And if I remember rightly, when we went to the Boardwalk Bakery and got an ice cream, our ice cream in a cone cost about five, six. It did, yeah. But again, they were good, though, weren't they? Yeah. Friend of the show agreed with me, Nikki Alexander, thank you for your tweet. She agreed that the best one on the Sunday menu was the Nowhere Jose. So I think we're going to give the Nowhere Jose a big thumbs up as the highlight Sunday on the big menu. So before we hear about the missing item on the beaches and cream men yeah. and we hear from your lovely other half talking about the other items yeah. on the menu can we just have a little think about the pricing what do you think well i think the price is absolutely fantastic to be fair the, for the amount of ice cream and toppings and goodness knows what else that you actually get 649 um for most of the sundays is sorry not six four, eight forty nine. sorry for most of the sundays is absolutely brilliant it's about what six pounds six pound fifty tops over here um, your two scoops is five ninety nine. Again, absolutely fantastic value because purely because the choice and the size is so so good. Um, also, you're paying for that. Um, you know the atmosphere you get in there. It's a proper ice cream soda shop. You've got the diner diner feel to it. It's in a beautiful setting at Beaches and Cream um, in the, in the Beach and Yacht Club. And even if you wanted to go up and get a you know the do walkouts, so you can go and get a cone or whatever as well. And, I mean, the cones are only, what, three forty nine. So, again, brilliant value. It is stunning. And as I said before, the um, two places I go to quite frequently for ice creams, the first one, as I said earlier, was Harrods and their ice cream yeah. parlour. The ice tend to have there is comparable in size yeah. and quality mm-hmm. and would cost me £18, wow. which is about $27. Wow. Do you take a mortgage out for that? Exactly. It's like, you know, it used to be, whenever I go, went to London, it used to be a traditional treat. And it was like, that's all I would eat all day, yeah, right. or all week, yeah. really, at that price. But it was a treat. It's just gone up and up and up in prices, and it's now getting yeah. silly. The other place is the Secret Mini Minx ice mm-hmm. cream parlour that Kim and I frequent quite a lot over by us. They do waffles with ice cream. They do sundaes. They do Sundays for about the $7.50 price point, 
but they're nowhere near as big yeah. as these. So I think it's incredible value. And because you can personalise it a little bit and say, look, it says it comes with strawberry compote. I don't like strawberries. Could I have this? The staff are fantastic. They will personalise it and make it something that you Absolutely. would like. Which, again, is something with with American service, isn't it? They don't mind doing that for you. Whereas over here, if you ask for something a bit different, you get a funny look, don't you? So. Oh, heavens, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we've only covered the Sundays. Yes. Let's listen to your other half. He's going to talk through some of the other items on the menu and lead into the missing ah. one that Beaches and Cream is quite famous okay. for. Mr Phipps, Hello. Simon, Hiya. we've just been through the Sundays. Yep. Tell us about some of the other offerings on the menu you can have here. Okay, well, we're going to hit up the uh, apple cranberry pie, which is uh, featuring ocean spray craisins, apparently, whatever they are. Uh, there's a strawberry, uh, strawberry shortcake. A brownie a la mode, which is a gooey, chewy brownie, part virgin vanilla ice cream, top with whipped cream, chocolate sprinkles and a cherry. Uh, the Beaches chocolate cake, which sounds fantastic, but my personal favourite, and the one that I'm going to come back for if I survive this challenge, is the grilled banana bread and peanut butter with caramelised bananas, whipped cream and a scoop of ice cream. Now, forgive me for being a little bit crude here, but... This all sounds a bit like nine and a half weeks and that Mickey O'Rourke is doing a little bit of kinky stuff with all these chocolates and cream and cherries and stuff. Don't you agree? Not thought of it that way, but a kid's present right now. <laughs> okay, we've missed something off the menu, guys. Absolutely, yeah. That was, that was part of this experience that I, I, yeah, I was not prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing. We have got the famous kitchen sink. Vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream, strawberry coffee, mint chocolate chip, smothered in every topping they have, and it is served in a sink. Now, the menu suggestion serves four. So, Simon, Ethan, Molly and Jane are going to be your guinea pigs today, even though we heard on the news today that 81 people in the United States have got salmonella from eating guinea pig. They ain't going to be eating guinea pig. They're going to be having, for you listeners, they're sacrificing their appetites to have a kitchen sink for you guys. Now, I see it behind me. I think they're lifting it in place with the cranes at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. nope. Have we discussed tactics? Well, what we're trying to do is, uh, first of all, not blow out on soda. So we've actually advised our main eaters here at the centre of the counter to hold off on the soda and then to strike preemptively for the main kind of stuff. I think I'm going to be handling most of the bananas and the peanuts, seeing as I'm the only person in the family that seems to like it. Probably uh, Molly with bananas. And then, of course, uh, uh, Ethan is our mint chop chip guy, so he'll probably be attacking from the side plate, whilst the ladies are, are coming in over the, 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 the opposing side, hitting the strawberry and the vanilla. So that's kind of the way we're going. I was out for a run this morning. I've been exclusively on a fast food diet for the past week, uh, and I've made it through the rain the music um, before getting here uh, so I'm pretty confident we can do it but this is going to be a British challenge we're taking on the best Americans can throw at us so uh, yeah I think we're prepared for it the spoons are ready we're all lined up and ready to go no we're not <laughs> we're not so <laughs> I gather you have a secret weapon yeah right. he's six foot four <laughs> <laughs> over 140 pounds of awesome eating power 
my son Ethan, who's uh, just been limbering up for the thing. And I don't know. Do you think you can uh, face the challenge, Ethan? I don't know. <laughs> He's a man of few words, but hopefully a man with a large appetite to finish off this challenge. Well, we're just waiting for the kitchen sink to be hauled into place. I think they're adding all the toppings to it. Half a ton of muffins, cupcakes, sprinkles, fruit. A whole can of whipped cream is going into the preparation of this. I hope you're all going to go over to the blog and have a look. So I'm going to leave Team Phipps for a moment while they limber up and prepare for their ordeal. And we'll catch up with them in a few seconds. I'm going to set the scene. Mm -hmm. In the middle of your little quartet of Phippses arrived this big metal dish mm-hmm. crammed full yes what were your first thoughts oh my goodness how are we going to eat all that i think would be my first thought <laughs> what did you think to the actual print of the bowl itself i thought it was fantastic i mean it's a bit of fun isn't it at the end of the day to get a stainless steel bowl in the shape of a sink basically with um complete with taps or for our american audience faucets i mean it, it was just fun. I think what we also enjoyed was, was winding our two kids up as well because we knew they were going to make a bit of a song and dance about it coming out. We, <laughs> we knew that, you know, it would be announced to the whole restaurant what was happening and our two children didn't realise that. So then they start to get a little bit, oh no, what have we let ourselves in for? Um, but yeah, so the lights go down, the yellow flashing light comes on and out comes this lovely lady with um, this monstrous amount of ice cream is all that can be said, really. And they make everybody... Uh shout something out i can't remember michelle do they they were going through the ingredients list and i'm sure they said oh. to everyone and it contains a whole can yes a whole can of whipped cream yeah i've actually got you know what in front of me michelle do you want a list of what's actually in it go on then are you ready for this go on there is a half cup of fudge topping warmed a half cup of butterscotch topping warmed and a half cup of peanut butter topping warmed there is one medium banana, one cinnamon spice cupcake, one angel food cupcake. Then we get onto the ice cream. Two scoops of vanilla, two scoops of chocolate, two scoops of strawberry, one scoop of mint chocolate chip and one scoop of coffee. Three tablespoons of chocolate syrup, a quarter cup of marshmallow cream, a quarter cup of strawberry topping and a quarter cup of pineapple topping. A brownie a regular-sized candy bar, which I think we had a Mars bar in ours, four chocolate cookies with cream filling, I think they mean Oreos, Um, a tablespoon of toasted almonds, a tablespoon of dark and white chocolate shavings, one tablespoon of chocolate cookies with cream filling Oreos, again, that have been crushed, one tablespoon of jellied orange slices, one tablespoon of milk chocolate chip morsels, a tablespoon of peanut butter chip morsels, another tablespoon of chocolate sprinkles and another one of rainbow sprinkles, the full can, a 14-ounce can of whipped cream. And guess what they put on top, Shell? Go on. A half cup of drained maraschino cherries. Just that. That's all we had to eat. Wasn't too much, was it? No. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure you would have wanted a... Wish you'd ordered a burger now. Oh, well, quite, yeah. I don't think so. It was quite fun, everyone in the restaurant, all stopping and staring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some mad English people over there, yeah, quite. Although we weren't the only family that did it, I have to say there was another family later on that did actually have the uh, the kitchen sink as well. Right, so let's take us back to 
Beaches and Cream and hear how it was received. Okay. So, the kitchen sink has arrived and true to its word, it is a kitchen sink. I'm just going to have a word with the team. So guys, it's arrived. How are you feeling? It's big. It's big. <laughs> big as you anticipated? No. <laughs> now looking at this, Moles, you're going for the um, Oreo and brownie and muffin route. Ethan's going for the mint chop chip. And Simon's just filled his bowl with everything. Jane's gone for... You found the peanuts. Oh, Jane's got Oreo, she's got muffin, she's got whipped cream. Oh my heavens, those cherries on the top look divine. I'm going to let you guys tackle it and I will catch up with you when you are sick as a pig, basically. See you soon. So we had a, a little bit of tactic talk there. So you'd obviously planned out how you was going to deal with it. Everybody had their own particular roles and what they were going to um, focus mm -hmm. on. What did you think to the quality of the items that were in there? I thought they were top notch, actually. Considering it was such a big bowl full of ice cream, um, the, it was prepared with as much care and consideration as any other of the other Sundays that were, that were there. It suited us all down to the ground. We all had a go at it. I, I do think that Simon and Ethan ate the majority of it. I was sat on the end. I'm sure I didn't actually eat that much, to be fair. I think the, the men in the family kind of um, did the lion's share of it. My only thing was, I think, towards the end, obviously, because it's, it's melting, you do end up with like a lot of liquid at the end. All the way throughout it, you did get a, a good mix of all the different ingredients that were in there. So I did get to taste, I think, just about everything that was actually in the kitchen sink itself. And I, and I think it's one of those, my, one of my little to-dos. I'm glad that we did it. And actually, I'd probably quite like to do it again because it was good fun. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit more in park audio and see what you guys felt about the challenge straight after okay. finishing. Right, Team Phipps, I noticed an empty kitchen sink there. How are we all feeling? Full. Was the Could you do another one, Ethan? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Dad, Dad, could you do we it again? Came, oh, we won't. I, I think so. I think they, they, they tried to up the game when they brought an American family in, and uh, they also had to do a kitchen sink. But and I see that them. there's six of them. There were four of us, but we uh, we fought on through. We came, we saw, we kicked his butt. I think it was the uh, Dunkirk spirit. We'll fight them on the beaches and cream. I think is the we might win it. So, yeah, we so Molly, a dessert after the kitchen sink, maybe? No. <laughs> Jane? It was lovely and I'm glad I did it, but I don't think I'll be doing it again. <laughs> yeah, most so, peanut butter. Most peanut butter. <laughs> Once in a lifetime experience, guys? Probably. Or do you think you can... Too much peanut butter. <laughs> Too much peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you for having the challenge and sharing it with our lovely listeners. You see, on that there audio, Jane, you said you wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I've had time to think, though, now, haven't I? You know, when you've just first eaten it, it is a little bit heavy going. But, you know, with hindsight and looking back on it, you know, I think I would do it again, definitely. Do you know what? I think on my next trip, I'm going to definitely, definitely make a visit to Beaches and Cream. 
whether Kieran and I managed to take on the kitchen challenge between the oh, two I of us, I don't, I don't think so. But maybe if we have any listeners who are going to be there at the same time and they want to pull up a spoon. <laughs> Join forces. Yeah, definitely. So let's have a Kieran fact on. <laughs> Nobody asked me about my dream trip to Walt Disney World, so I'm hijacking this fact to share my ideas with you now. Firstly, I would wake up and go straight to Chef Mickey's, as I can't think of a better place to start my day. Well, I can, but it's full of princesses. Maybe I could throw them out and put in Darth Vader and Molly and all the cool characters that I like. Hey, that sounds good. Who was with me on that one? Come on, Disney, here's an, an idea for you. But I don't want all that way to serve brekkie stuff. I still want my Mickey waffles, but I want a proper British bacon. None of the streaky stuff. Oh, time out. More for me later on in the show. So as we said at the beginning of the show, this is the Beaches and Dream Girls show. So we've had the beaches and cream, talking about all those delicious Sundays. I hope you're all hungry now. How about some dreams? I set Jane a little challenge to plan a weekend, Friday evening till Sunday evening, a fun-packed Disneyness. And I said to her, Jane, money's no object. Sky's the limit. What would you do if the sky was the limit? Let's see what Jane decides. So firstly, Jane, how about telling us all where you've planned to stay? Well, Michelle, can I just say, Friday to Sunday isn't enough for starters. (laughs) And if I've got no money, I definitely wouldn't be staying Friday to Sunday. I'd be staying an awful lot longer. (laughs) Just a little gripe there to start off with. Um, But I would choose to stay at Fort Wilderness purely because we stayed there this year when we were on holiday. um, And I kind of fell in love with the whole place. So that would be my choice. But I thought, well, you know, if money is no object then how about we push up a level and do uh, the club level oh, and actually, wow. you know, get a few little extra perks, as it were, to uh, to our little stay. Even if I only stay in two nights, I'd like to stay more, please. So if you've got some more money, can I stay more, please? Unfortunately, we're cash rich, time poor. <laughs> so I in this lodge. Okay. Apart from the fact that you've been there this year, is there anything mm. particularly about the concierge, or sometimes it's called club level, which a lot of, I know a lot of people have said concierge level, but Disney's proper term for it is club. Mm. Is there a reason why you wanted to stay there? Well, I mean, to, to do the club level, you're obviously going to get a few more little bit, bits of perks. You get, you, you know, you do get your concierge service on there, and. You know, you, you do have these free foods and a little bit extra and obviously the rooms are a little bit um, bigger and that type of thing. And I think, I mean, it's a bit of a, it's always a bit of a thing, isn't it? We go to Disney World, you're actually not in your hotel that much. You know, you're always out in the parks, you're always out doing something. So it's always a strange one when coming to choosing hotels because you think, well, actually, it's four walls. How long am I going to be in this room for anyway? So I suppose if you've got money to burn, a little bit of money to burn... And you can get a few extra perks so that, that might entice you to stay in the hotel a little, long, little bit longer. Then perhaps it's worth, you know, just doing that for a treat, so to speak. Oh, well, I must admit, I, th- I, th- I was sort of preempted myself here and I thought I'd do a bit of research to find out is it worth it. So I went over and I found this fantastic blog on a website called magicmemoriesmayhem.com. This lady has reviewed club level at all of the 
eight Disney pl- um, hotels that offer it. Mm-hmm. And basically, they all follow a similar sort of pattern. Yeah. First thing in the morning from about seven o'clock, this continental breakfast available till about half past ten. Mm. And then 11.30 through till four, you can get snacks and refreshments. Mm-hmm. Come about five till seven o'clock, there's normally wine, cheese and hot appetizers available. Mm. And then finally desserts from eight till 10 p.m. And she's shared some pictures. Oh, my heavens, they look delicious. You've got <laughs> fresh fruits. You've got warming cabinets of bagels and croissants. You've got peanut butter and jelly shooters. You've got a fridge full of beers and Coke and chocolate milk. You've got dips and crudite. You've got cookies and tarts and cakes. All right, you're making me hungry now. It just looks absolutely fantastic. And as you say... You get a turndown service. Yes. In-room bathrobes, which I gather you're not allowed to take with you, but you can enjoy while you're there. Mm. The availability of getting a DVD and DVDs to watch in your room. Yeah. Some of them offer you, um, instead of having to walk to where your room is, if it's outside, say, for instance, at the Polynesian, they Mm. take you on a little golf cart, which I thought... (laughs) And... It also gives you the opportunity to pay for the Animal Kingdom wildlife discovery excursion where a group of up to 14 of you can go Mm. on an hour's tour on the savannah at Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that happens a few times during the week. Yes, you've got to pay for it, but it's $50. It's next to nothing. But only club-level guests can book it. It's a bit of a perk. Yeah. Well, $50 isn't that much, is it, if you can afford to pay for deluxe and club level anyway? Well, this is down to the financials then, Jane. Go on, man. I looked at a standard weekend in June 2014. Yeah. And I looked at three nights. I was being generous. I was giving you Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday night. I'm being dead kind. Now, if you. you were to stay at the Art of Animation... Going through yeah. Disney's website, you're looking at three hundred and twelve English pounds, which is roughly what four hundred and fifty dollars. Would you agree? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Out of animation, sounds quite good to me. Yeah, you know that's a, a reasonable price to pay for a weekend. Yeah. Now, however, if you were to up it up and wanted to go to a moderate, I chose Port Orleans French Quarter, and oh, that yeah, would cost you. 507 English pounds, $760. Okay, Okay, so the price is going up. A standard deluxe room would cost Mm -hmm. you about 1,100 pounds. Okay. Okay, so 1,100 pounds, it's getting more expensive. You're looking at $1,650. Okay, I like the pounds better. I know, the pounds... mm, Sounds better, doesn't it? Not sounding... uh, scary now to upgrade roughly speaking you're only looking at about 115 pounds a night extra on those rates so that's 170 dollars roughly so basically for the extra three nights you're looking at 510 dollars for those three nights in club level 
if you make use of all that food and those drinks that are available mm. and the fact you're going to probably get a better room, you've got a turn-down service, you've got the ability to have the concierge make all your ADRs, yeah. I think it's, it's sounding pretty worth it if you're in the position to pay for the deluxe end of the market stamp. I was going to say, I think that's it, Michelle, isn't it? If you can afford to pay for your deluxe anyway without it being an issue, then to pay an extra little bit on top isn't going to break the bank, is it? True. But I think, I think it is that thing, though, isn't it? It's um, about making full use of whatever services they are laying on and, and whether you'd, you would actually get full use of all the foods that's laid on, depending on what your itinerary was for, your, for the time that you were staying there. I can see that the... Um, Continental breakfast on the morning would be a great plus because you would just be able to eat and go sort of thing and, and get the most out of your day. Mm. Whether then you'd be back to take advantage of the foods throughout the day, maybe not. Well, I would imagine the three monorail resorts and Wilderness Lodge because they've got, how can I put it, better transportation links, i.e. either the monorail or the watercraft. You yeah. could quite easily nip back and forth when you're hungry. You could, yeah. However, the other four deluxe hotels, such as Old Key West, you might find a bit more challenging to get back to. Yes. Now, we've got friends that have done this at Grand Floridian, and they said they basically didn't pay for any more food because if they were hungry, they just went on the monorail, went back, had a couple of beers, had something to eat, and they felt, because they were staying in the Grand Floridian anyway, it was worth that extra level. Mm. But they only did it for a short amount of time. Because us Brits come over to Walt Disney World for, what, two, three weeks now, a lot of us. It would bankrupt most of us to do that. (laughs) But I could imagine if you wanted a little pamper in mid-stay to have two or three nights at club level and just eat yourself silly, this (laughs) this could, you know, if you wanted to have a holiday within a holiday... Absolutely, yeah. ...have, say... This at the end or the beginning of your holiday, it really would be an ideal way of making the most of the resort, using the pools, having it as a wind down, you know. Yeah, and especially the deluxes and the the spas as well there, and the shopping as well It's um, within the resort. Yeah. But you're not going to do that though, Jane, are you? You're going to go on and you're going to do something with your three days in the Magic Kingdom. Because, you know, as you said, Michelle, you know, if I'm coming from Britain as well, you know, I mean, crikey, I'm going to suffer with jet lag to start off with, but I'm going to make the most of those precious few hours that I've got there. So my Friday evening, so we've checked in and we're all sorted, and now we're going to go over to the Kona Cafe at Polynesian. Oh, I love it. Lovely meal there. And there's one main reason why I've chosen the Polynesian is because dessert is going to be Dole Whip, because obviously we know there is, you know, as much as you can fit in, and depending on your skill level, um, for Dole Whip. Then we're going to take the Dole Whip out onto the beach, and we're going to watch one of my favourites, which is the Electrical Water Pageant. Ah, oh, you can also watch Wishes from a Swing. We could as well, yeah. Can I just ask, opposed, opposed to, we've got Kona Cafe mm. or you've got Ohana, why mm. did you choose to go to Kona Cafe over Ohana? I think it was just more my style of, of um, food and style of eating. was It just appealed to me more than, than Ohana did. Which I know, actually, you know, Ohana's probably more expensive. And this is probably my Britishness and my cautiousness and my used to travelling on a budget kicking in um, <laughs> and looking at it. And rather than just going for the most expensive option out there, I'm still looking at it from a point of view, well, what would I like to do? And 
uh, and, and what foods do I want to eat and and the style that I want to eat it in and you know I'm thinking about because I probably have my other half and the two children with us because that's what Disney World is to me it's a family vacation I can I couldn't see myself being out there without the rest of them so I think it just fits with us and our style better to go to Kona Cafe that's why I chose it okay I've eaten at both you see and I personally would go back to Ohana but I also love Kona Cafe because I found the food was delightful and the ability to see the desserts and choose the dessert Mm. it's to me it is the best place to get a dessert okay you've had a lovely meal yeah gone and got a bucket full of dole whip (laughs) and no doubt um ethan has eaten his body weight of that said dole whip you've seen the electric water pageant and you are now retiring for the evening shall we say I think we should retire for the evening and obviously we'll take advantage of whatever, you know, may be in the fridges as we walk by, if there's anything left, depending on the time that we get back. Good night's sleep, because obviously jet lag, you know, coming from Britain and everything. So Saturday, going to wake up nice and early, going to have breakfast in the Whispering Canyon, because obviously we're in the Wilderness Lodge, so it makes sense just to have breakfast down there. Nice, fun start to the day. And then we're going to go over to the Animal Kingdom and we're going to do the Wild Africa Trek fantastic because i've done a couple of tours um in the past and it is one of those things that when you are budgeting for a holiday normally if you want to do a tour like we talked about the club level you're gonna have sometimes you know you have to pick and choose which bits that you want to do because it's all extra money on top of what is for us brits quite an expensive holiday um anyway so to, to get a chance to do another sort of tour would be something that I'd like to do because I'm, I, you know, having been a few times, you are more interested in um, the things that go on behind the scenes and finding out the ins and outs of everything. So, um, yeah, Wild Africa Trek, with a bit of food included, of course, so that's lunch sorted. And then I think after we've had a little bit of time at Animal Kingdom, we're going to uh, go to Epcot for the afternoon. Okay. Uh, and we're going to concentrate. I mean, I'm probably going to have to do Test Track and we'll probably have to do Soaring. And then we'll probably have to do Nemo and Friends. Probably have to visit Club Cool as well, because we seem to be obsessed with Club Cool last last time we were there. And you've got the new flavours to go check out. Yeah, but, but thankfully, I think the Beverly is still there. I think we're saying thankfully, the Beverly is still there. It is still there. Yeah, because Simon loves it. Me and the kids weren't overly impressed, to be fair, but Simon did kind of, yeah, he got it. I didn't get it, but he got it. So after we've messed about in future world, I think we're going to spend the remainder of the afternoon and the evening having a little walk around the world, maybe have a little drinky around the world as well as we go. Um, with my restaurant of choice for the evening is going to be Tokyo Dining, because I do like my Japanese food. Uh, and we did uh, manage to do Teppan Edo this year, which we love with the whole theatre of, um, of eating. So it'd be quite nice to now go and do the other side and do the more civilised sort of posture side of things and do the, the uh, Tokyo dining with the timing with the timing obviously to be just right so that we finish our meal in time to come out I need about 10 minutes to go and grab a frozen margarita because that's a bit of a tradition for me I have to have a frozen margarita on world showcase uh, to finish off the evening watching illuminations that sounds pretty good doesn't it you've seen illuminations you've got your cool drink what's yeah. on the menu now bed 
because I'm going to be absolutely worn out, I think. I've been on my feet all day. I'm going to have to go back now <laughs> and catch up on some sleep. Okay. So I think we're just going to head back to the hotel. Because to be fair, by the time we get back there, it's going to be fairly late, isn't it? I'm going to have two kids that are going to be getting grumpy. So we'll call it a night then. Sunday, though, we are going to get up bright and early because I've got a lot to do on Sunday. Okay, go um, on then. What's on Sunday's agenda? Well, we're going to start. I'm going to go back to Kona Cafe on Sunday for breakfast. But you can probably guess why I'm going to go to Kona Cafe for breakfast on Sunday. Tonga toast. Tonga toast. It's got to be done, hasn't it, really? Once you've had Tonga toast, there ain't no going back, is there? You're going to have to go back, make sure you get some. So we're going to fuel ourselves up with a nice big helping of Tonga toast. Um, And then we're going to hit Magic Kingdom. Because Magic Kingdom is my absolute favourite park. It is my must-do park. And we're just going to go and hit all the major things, all the stuff that we like to do. So we'll have to do the three mountains, obviously. Um, although I will abstain on space because it's not my favourite. But then, you know, it's also getting in things like, you know, I'm a sucker for the classics. I do love my haunted mansion. I do love Pirates of the Caribbean. I love It's a Small World. You know, especially to see our nearly 16-year-old cringe every time we go through. It's worth it just for that. I love the Jungle Cruise, um, the Tiki Room, uh, even the Hall of Presidents. It's all the classic stuff, and it's it's right up my street. So Magic Kingdom, big splurge, um, make sure that we get everything done. Did think about a personal tour guide, whether or not it was worth the... Um... See, again, I'm, I'm, I'm analysing it. <laughs> You've got no budget! No, but I can't help it. I have to analyse it and say, is it worth it, you know? Or is it just that thing of just having the freedom to go and get all those rides in as you want to, you know? I'm assuming that I can pick the time of year that I go, so I know it's going to be like low crowd level and, you know, and get on all these things, you know? Um, we'll probably have to grab lunch on the go because we're trying to cram so much in. Um, and I know that there will be only one option for lunch going by my family and we'll have to go to Pecos Bills because it's the must-do whenever we're there and if we didn't let them go there i think i'd be shot so we'd, we'll probably do that and then i'm thinking you'll like this bit michelle i'm thinking um, on the afternoon um we have a little bit of a shopping spree because i'm thinking you've just said i've got no no budget i can go and do what i want with my money main street here we come i think is the is the answer to that and i think we shall be uh, packing our bags with an awful lot of things um you know there might be a little bit of um bling involved um, and handbags involved, and a bit more bling, um, some t-shirts and some kitchen bits and posters, and all oh, basically anything I fancy really, because that to me would be the only advantage I think of having no money worries or no restrictions on what I could spend would be to like go shopping. We could even we could even hop on a bus and go to downtown Disney, couldn't we? you know, and have a bit of a splurge in World of Disney, something like that. But just be able to go and buy what I wanted from where I wanted without having to think, ooh, you know, is it worth the $30 or is that T-shirt a better buy or anything like that. And also, if I wanted to buy something that's a bit big and a bit delicate and a bit fragile that I know is not going to make it across, you know, in my hold luggage, I could pay for shipping because it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, I got hit with customs on this side of the Atlantic, it wouldn't matter, would it? Because I've got the money to be able to do it. You'd join me shopping, wouldn't you, Michelle? Oh, God, yeah. I would make sure I make good use of your budget, Jane, and basically buy up loads of seatbelt bags, I'd buy some more <laughs> bling, 
I would buy some Disney couture because I know we're both Disney couture devotees. Not a problem. Yeah. Oh, and, and do you know what else I'd buy as well? I'd, I would buy the um, monorail set. <gasps> yeah. I'd love that. And, I, you know, I get all the bits, you know, the, the castle and Space Mountain and, yes, the lot. Get everything. Sounds good to me. So that sounds like a really good afternoon there you've got planned. Yeah. You've had some thrills and spills, some shopping. What about later yeah. on in the evening? I'd, 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 I hate to guess this, but are you going to be watching um, Wishes? Oh, I think so. Because, you know, you have to watch, watch Wishes. And you have to shed a tear as well, don't you, when you watch Wishes? Because you can't watch Wishes. That's very hard to say, actually. To kind of just point out watching Wishes is a bit of a tongue twister. I'm not going to do it for Magic Kingdom, though. Okay. I'm going to go to um, uh, Contemporary. Ah. You see where I'm going with this? I'm going to go, going to have a nice uh, meal up there, no doubt. Not that I've ever eaten there before, but I'm sure it's lovely. Um, and then, of course, what we can do is we can watch Wishes from the top of the Contemporary. I think that would be quite a cool way to round off a nice long weekend in Disney World, don't you? Sounds absolutely fan-bloody-tastic to me. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. I can't think of a better way to end your little mini luxury break. Well, I can. And go I'm surprised then. you didn't pick up on this. I'll go on. A cruise to see Wishes on oh. Grand One. Yeah, true. But it's like, well, you've got Friday night where you're watching the electrical water pageant yeah. with your Dole Whip. Saturday yeah. night you're seeing Illuminations. With me margarita. And then Sunday night you're in the Cali Grill. It's decisions, yeah. decisions. I think I might have been inclined to get the old Dole Whip to go and yeah. make it over to the um, Grand Floridian, get on Grand Floridian <laughs> 1 and see Wishes then. Yeah. And you also get to see the water pageant as well because obviously you're out on the water. Yeah. You see, it's not as easy as you think, is it? You see, you've got these three days or two days and three nights, whatever it is. And it's it's very hard to decide what to do and the best way to do it in the short period of time. Because even with the aspect of, you know, money's no object, what I found was it wasn't the money that was controlling what I chose to do. It was what I wanted to do whilst I was in Disney World. True. So I think it kind of shows that, you know, going to Disney World isn't about the money and the spending and the extra bits and bobs that you could actually do. For me, you know, even if I have got unrestricted access to funds, I'm still going to want to make sure that I get to certain parks and do certain rides and have that time with my family. Um, yes, it would be nice to be able to eat at whatever restaurant we wanted to without having to think, oh, what's a bit pricey? And that type of thing. And yes, it would be lovely to walk down Main Street and just buy gazillions of t-shirts and plenty of bling and and what have you but it is actually about the you know spending time with those that are important to you and actually just enjoying disney world for what it is am i right in thinking that going to disney world is your sunday and having an unlimited budget just would be the cherry on top yeah basically you know i managed my nowhere jose without a cherry i'm not bitter i'm not angry <laughs> Oh, Jane, that is absolutely fantastic. Did you enjoy doing that? Was it a good process? It was, but it was blooming hard, Michelle. 
it was it wasn't as easy as what it first sounded. It said, "Oh yeah, no house board budget. Yeah, easy peasy." Mm, not really when you have to think about it and trying to cram in what you want to cram in in three days. Oh. So next time, fortnight, please. Two weeks would be would be appreciated. I'll try my best, my darling. Let's go and listen to a Karen fact. Okay. Long before the old Model T, round about. Okay, maybe I got a bit giddy earlier, but I still think it's a nice idea. Anyway, if you agree with me and would like to see my idea happen or have any tips, comments or ideas for the podcast, you can contact us via Twitter at The Mini Minxes or like the Facebook page and you can also email them. And it's taken long enough to sort, but here is the, the new email address for the show. Mini Minx is Disney Podcast at gmail.com. See you later. You see, it's done our job for you there, Jane. He has even told everybody our new email address for the show, which is Mini Minx's Disney Podcast at gmail.com. It's amazing. Yay! So, I've had a nice tweet from Sam and Rachel. They've both received their copy of the WDW with Kids 2014 book, donated by Lillian Upsama, one of the authors, and they're both eager to start reading. So, thank you for joining in the competition, ladies. I will be starting another competition up to win a copy of two of Jeff Dixon books and also another copy of the WDW with kids books but not quite yet so before we say goodbyes and everything like that Jane how about giving yourself a little bit of a plug for your wonderful blog and how people can contact you through social media yes yeah I am on Twitter I am at Jane Phipps Uh, that's nice and easy and yeah you can find my blog it is over at www.jp Two, that's the number two mk.co.uk and you can hear or read all about my musings on Disney in general and particularly Disney World and at the moment there's a few my, my blogs at the moment are concentrating on my last trip to Disney World so I'm thinking about day three or day four at the moment so you can find out what we got up to a few weeks ago fantastic well thank you for joining me my pleasure as always I'm seeing lovely pictures coming in from our Kimster on her jolly holidays at the moment looks like she's having a good time yeah we're not jealous are we at all no not at all not that not the fact she's been you know going to be able to taste all the new flavours at Club Cool and see Jingle Cruise and no not jealous at all I really do hope she's having a really fantastic time. I know Kim's crammed so much into this holiday because it's going to be a while before she manages to get back, so I really hope she has a good time. Me too. And basically, it's all there is to say on this episode. So, thank you very much for listening. We invite you all to keep in touch with us, Minxies, whether you tweet us, Facebook us, or send us an email on our new email address. We really do love hearing from you. But in the meantime, it's Minimink's kisses from me. Mwah. And from me too. Mwah. And we will-